Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another FPL team news show on Fantasy Football Sky ahead of Double Game Week 32. I mean, it is a Double Game Week, so we can include that in the title, even if there is only one team doubling. Neil, joining me today, as always, how are you feeling? I'm all right, yeah. It's a double and a blank, isn't it? Because Palace are not playing. Of course, yeah. And Spurs are the only team with, with two fixtures, so a bit of an odd one. And even more so because of the FA Cup semi-finals. So we've got, I think we've heard from 11 managers in the pre-game week 32 press conferences. We've heard from another four uh, who are doing the FA Cup semi-final press conferences. And then, they, of course, we'll have another one next week. And then there's uh, four who we haven't heard from, including Klopp, who's uh, facing the media tomorrow. And then I think Villa, Brighton and West Brom are all in action, I think, from Tuesday to Thursday next week. So they'll be doing their presses um, early next week. So four, four teams who we won't hear from at all. But we do have some updates from, from those clubs. We might be able to help you out. Yeah, so there could be a bit of chaos either after the deadline or after the FA Cup matches, which is hugely frustrating. Like I know, yeah. like, you know, I've got uh, Ian Atcher and Vardy, and I've got to wait till Thursday before they even play uh, in the Premier League, at least, anyway. So, yeah, I'll be watching FA Cup, hoping for zero injuries, basically. Um, all right, let's let's crack on. Let's just start with Spurs because they, they are doubling this week. I mean, I'm, I'm sure most people are going for Kane and Son plus maybe one other. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with those two, right? No, nothing, nothing mentioned unless uh, Mourinho's keeping it under his hat. Uh, just the same injuries as before, Dottie and, and Davies. Uh, Dottie's not going to be ready for uh, Friday night's game. He uh, could be back in contention for next Wednesday because he is on the grass again, but he's not ready for uh, for involvement against Everton. Um, I think he did some uh, warm-up work with the team and then, and then was back in for individual sessions. So uh, he's obviously a little bit behind uh, full fitness, but you know you never know. He might be back for, for next Wednesday, which is, I think, um, as many of us have speculated, is when when the kind of rotation we feel might kick in. Because, yeah, that's the one that falls before uh, the EFL Cup final, which is against Manchester City. Um, now, of course, Spurs have still got a top four push on the line. Um, if results go against them tonight, then even if they lose that, then all of a sudden they are they are well adrift of. Of the rest of the pack ahead of them, and then does Mourinho's focus turn exclusively to the EFL Cup final? I do think he's not going to write the league off at this point. He can't. He can't just afford to let Spurs drift uh, into sort of mid-table obscurity, especially when there are definitely second favourites for that final. Um, but he will love a, a shot at some silverware, some some face uh, covering silverware, as, as I think I mentioned. You know, it's his chance to say that he's got some kind of tangible reward from this season, where, as everything else has gone bottoms up uh so yeah 
I am slightly concerned about next Wednesday against Southampton. Um, there okay. are players who you th- yeah, I think you're going to start both games. Well, Larice obviously. Kane, you think, would be yeah. starting both games. But it's a sort of players that people are thinking about for their third slots, I think. Those are the ones where I'm I'm concerned about. You know, Reguion, Lucas Mora even, maybe. Um, Bale, I think, might get one of the two matches. Possibly that Southampton game, which could be which could be great, you know, because their Southampton's are in, in terrible defensive shape. But, yeah, that's what's preventing me from, from going for a triple up, as well as, of course, the, the fact they've got a blank in 33. Yeah, that's what I was basically going to ask you for. Do you think there's any doubts for uh, Southampton? I know a lot of people like me, you've already uh, schooled me on this, that, um, you know, probably wondering if Davis is out, who could play left-back instead of Regulon. But um, you were saying that Tanganga's played there before, right? So he could be the one that possibly comes in to cover him. Yeah, he has. I can't remember if this was under Mourinho or if it was, at, if it was after he joined, but he's definitely played at left-back before. Um, so he could he could do a job. Uh, it's as if, obviously, Reguilon has had the monopoly on, on the left-back shirt since Davies has been out. I think it's been since the international break. So whether he's going to play him twice before an AFL Cup final, I, I don't know. And that's what's put me off him, for example. So, there's only three just, days as well. It's only three days, yeah. like three full days rest between... Exactly. That yeah, it's a bit of an annoying one. I fully agree. Like I think Mourinho getting to say that he's won a trophy for Spurs, that is definitely going to be on his mind. But then there was all that speculation, wasn't there, that if Kane doesn't get Champions League this year or Spurs don't get yeah. Champions League, he's really going to have to think about whether he wants to stay or not. And obviously that is That's massive, you know. Yeah. So, but whether Mourinho cares about that, he might not even be thinking long term at this point. So yeah, it's a really tough one. I think you know Kane and Son are so obvious. Third one, I think you just take your pick and then hope for the best. I guess. Um, all right, let's move on to Leeds. So <clears throat> an injury last week, or kind of a knock. It was, a, I think it was from a tackle from Fernandinho, possibly, in the Man City game for Rafinha. He came off. Um, there, there's, He's a doubt, right, basically, long and short of it? Yeah, it's difficult to know how, what to read into these comments from Bielsa. It was, it was normally quite cooperative on the team news front, but both Rafinha and Rodrigo have got uh, injuries, small injuries. Rodrigo's a muscle problem. Rafinha... It was one everyone's worried about is a knock, I think, to his thigh. Um, now, all Bielsa would said was was that they were recovering in the recovery stage. So we don't know what that means. That could mean anything from not taking part in full team training to just being assessed ahead of kickoff. Uh, it is Monday night against Liverpool, so that's good. You know, uh, in terms of knocks and hematomas and, and dead legs and things like that, that's that's a bonus. That's like a, a full watch. Uh, nine days between the Man City win and the Liverpool game, so. Fingers crossed. Um, I'm not sure people will be counting on him for starts. It depends how strong the benches are, because obviously Liverpool are the opposition. But as we saw against Man City, they're capable of, of turning over any any team, as admittedly fortunate as that victory was in terms of the shot count. Um, but yeah, he's he's um, unfortunately can't give you anything uh, concrete, thanks to Bielsa's uh, vague update yesterday. I think that's it in terms of the injury news. I think um, four shows back. Uh, in in uh, 23s, uh, Cooper begins a three-match ban, so um, could be uh, Pascal Strauch uh, playing there. He's a right-sided, uh, sorry, he's a left-sided centre half, which is what Cooper is. And Bielsa ten- tends to like his left-sided, right-sided stoppers in the past, so I think he, he looks likely to to get the nod based on my uh, limited knowledge of that sort of thing. Yeah, I think uh, most Leeds fans would probably agree as well. Yeah, I think I feel like Rafinha is one of those that he probably will start. Like he, like he's, I don't know. You know, some players that they're not really that 
I don't know. They seem like they're not that bothered about coming back or not. Rafinha is definitely going to want to play if he can. He's that. He just seems like that kind of player. So we'll have to wait and see. I'm benching him anyway. But it will be interesting to see if he does start, whether he and Harrison interchange and like they just keep going at Trent. It'll be really interesting yeah. to see how he approaches that. Because um, obviously there's been loads of talk about his defensive frailties. Um, let's go on to West Ham. We've seen to be picking up quite a few injuries recently. Obviously, we know about Rice and Antonio. Um, with Antonio in particular, we didn't get a time frame last week. Uh, and I don't think we've had one this week either, have no. we? No, anything from him, from Moyes? Moyes didn't even rule about with me 31, but he at least... Yeah, that's what I thought. The, yeah, he's had the decency of doing that to do uh, for this weekend. So Moyes uh, has said that um, Antonio and Rice are both out of the Newcastle game. We knew that anyway. It's just, it was just the uh, ticking of the boxes in terms of the flags, I think. Um, no time frame on either. He's confident that both will play a part between now and the end of the season. So that, again, that could mean anything from back in a couple of weeks to back for game week 38. Uh, they also got Cresswell as well. So hey, Cresswell's a fresh one. They are dropping like flies at the moment. Uh, still picking up wins regardless, but um, yeah, Cresswell, I think it was a hamstring problem. Last weekend, limped off. Uh, all Moyes would say today was that uh, he is going to be assessed, um, which, you know, is, is, is no use. And they were hopeful of his, of his recovery. Now, I've seen elsewhere, so ex-West Ham United employee, he's always a a reliable sort on Twitter. He's, he's a sort of in the North West Ham account. I think he originally suggested that Cresswell was going to be out for two or three weeks, yeah. which would obviously rule him out of the Newcastle game. And we've had these updates from Moyes before. I pointed this out in my team. He was like, Moyes has, has repeatedly said he's hopeful of players when they've had absolutely no chance of a feature. And he's done this with Antonio a couple of times already. Um, I remember earlier in the season where he, he'd, he'd said that he was optimistic of Antonio featuring or hopeful keeping his fingers crossed. And then after the game, it said he had no chance of, of featuring. So whether it's just a bit of kidology uh, with regards to the opposition manager, but it does sound like he's a, he's a doubt. And even Moyes did acknowledge that he was a doubt for this game. And hamstring injuries, of course, by the very nature, even the, the minimum ones are, you know, you're doing well to recover within a week. So I do think he's a significant doubt for this, even if um, Moyes didn't quite say so explicitly. Noble, by the way, no update on him, but he'd come out and said, Yesterday, that he was optimistic of a uh, feature, and even though he's a bit sore on the elbow, yeah, he's played all right as well the last couple of games has, in place yeah. of uh, Rice. I think with Cresswell, if you've got a good bench, it might be worth holding because the fixtures are so good um, towards the end of the season. I, I mean, I'm reading between the lines, but you don't say hope they can contribute for the end of the season if it's not a long-ish term, do you? I think like exactly, yeah. Like, obviously, it doesn't necessarily mean that, but. You know, if you thought it was in the next couple of weeks, that's not the kind of thing you would say. So uh, I know there's not many weeks left, but um, yeah, I think another two, three, four, maybe even for Antonio at least. Um, but we'll see. Let's go on to um, Man City. So obviously this is one of the teams that will play their FA Cup game before um, we see them in the league. So obviously there could be injuries post this stream. But uh, as of right now, they're still looking pretty good, right? Apart from Aguero. Yeah, just Aguero. Yeah, he was the only name mentioned as far as I can see. In Pep's presser this afternoon, as you said, there's this is for the FA Cup semi-final against Chelsea. There's always the danger that someone gets injured in that game. Uh, but yeah, Guerrero's not ready to return yet. He's been missing for the last two uh, matches in League and Cup. But otherwise, they are fine. Pep says they're tired, but in, in good mood. Um, now, last week, I made a pretty pretty decent start with predicting the City lineup. I have absolutely no idea. This week's harder. Yeah, I, I do not have a clue. I mean, you'll only know, really, off the back of... The lineup against Chelsea. I mean, you can kind of, I see, I have absolutely no idea. You can kind of guess at the sort of players who've got a better chance than normal because it's not just the 
semi-final this weekend. It's the EFL Cup final the following weekend. Uh, and it's this um, Villa game which falls right in the middle of them. So you would think, with this being the sort of the, the fourth priority now, really, the league, because it's, it's all but sewn up, the likes of Torres, the likes of Mendy, um, maybe uh, um, Zinchenko, Fernandinho, uh, Aguero, if he's fit, Laporte, Atier, people like that who did get a game in game week 31, that they would be in with a much better shout of featuring against Villa. But you just we'll just have to wait and see what that Chelsea team is like in the FA Cup semi-final. Too late for us to do anything about it from a fantasy perspective, but um, this is going to be a recurring theme until, well, well until the end of the season, because obviously City's through at the semi-finals now of the Champions League, which fall, I think, either side of game weeks 33, 34 and 35. Yeah, it's, it's madness, their official yeah. list. Like, basically, the way I would look at it, if you've still got Man City players, Diaz, De Bruyne and Gundogan 100% play 90 minutes in both the Champions League games, right? Unless they're like yeah. 7-0 up, which seems very unlikely, they're they're all going to play 180 minutes. And then you'd think they're going to play against Chelsea as well, because Chelsea's tough. Uh, and they're definitely going to play against Spurs as well, because that's a final. Um, yeah. So that's already four games before you even think about the league games. I think it's more difficult because they did drop points. I think if they'd won that game... Yeah. But so maybe one of them plays against Villa, but you're just guessing every week for the next kind of three or four. It's just it just doesn't feel worth it to me. Yeah, and if obviously in Europe and in the bigger games, we've seen Pep go with not necessarily false nine, but not a recognised striker. Um, it was it was Bernardo, I think, during the week, and then it's been it's been De Bruyne variously. Um, now, if Jesus does play one of the either the cup semi final or the FA Cup final, then maybe one of Bernardo and Gundogan get benched. Because they've got a sort of a surplus of number eights, but it's still it's still a guessing game either way. We don't know what the line's going to be like uh, tomorrow. So at this stage, um, and that's why I ended up getting rid of City assets on my well card. Yes, they can punish you on any given game week, but it's just the week to week uncertainty, especially if you've got a crap bench like mine. Yeah, I got rid of De Bruyne last week as part of a hit, and uh, I've gotten rid of Gundogan this week as part of a hit. I'm I'm done with it now. It's just it's too difficult. And what last thing I'll say on it as a Gundogan owner from last week is uh, we've seen before they get benched, they don't come on. Well, they came on because they were losing, and I know Villa um, probably won't have Jack Grealish back this week, so I don't know how much damage they can really do. But you know, if they're not getting the win early enough, they're going to be coming on again to. Because they can't keep dropping points, even if the league is basically won. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just annoying if you keep hold of them. Basically, um, <clears throat> let's go on to Leicester. So last week we got news after um the deadline about the part. Well, I, I don't even know if this is a bit. Yeah, it has been confirmed, hasn't it, that some of the players yeah. um had a pie they shouldn't have had. Therefore, they were basically given disciplinaries by the club. Um, so Perez and Madison uh, missed out. I assume we are well. Say assume. I would say that I guess he and Hatcher is keeping his place, and one of Perez or Madison is probably going to come in for that number ten spot. You reckon? Same formation. That's that's what I've been um, expecting. And Ian Hatcher's brace, obviously against um, who was it? Who did they beat? Uh, West, uh, oh, West Ham. They lost. Sorry, they didn't. They beat yeah, yeah. Lost. Uh, yeah, that obviously stands in a good stead going forward. Um, and yeah, I've I, I mentioned this before. When Madison was fit, I think people were worried about his impact on the Inacho, but it, it always looked like Perez would be the one to make way because um, that is that is where Madison plays, you know, the number 10 role just behind the front two. So uh, it was more the possibility of Barnes returning. I think that, that would cause headaches. But he's a couple of weeks away. We had another update from Rogers this afternoon saying he's, he's, he's not there yet. He's still a few weeks away. So... Inacho, I would think, looks safe for now unless anything catastrophic happens in the FA Cup semi-final. 
Um, soy tears back from self isolation. Uh, 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 Undair as well, the sort of backup winger. He's back as well. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, because Madison, of course, absence, as you said, there wasn't injury related. It was disciplinary in, in, uh, in nature. So, but they're all, they're all fine. It's water under the bridge now, according to Rogers. And uh, Madison will be inching his way back to a, a first team return, whether that'll be uh, in the FA Cup semi final, whether that's going to be in the, the subsequent league match, game week 32, or, or beyond. Because as we mentioned, I think we've mentioned this for a few weeks running now, it did take a while for him to be yeah. fully reintegrated at the start of this season. I think they really missed him in that in that West Ham game. Like West Ham played well, but there was just no no one just to get the ball to Ian Atra and Vardy for so much of that game. So I think, yeah, obviously Ian Atra still got two goals. It was I'll tell you what, as someone that didn't own Ian Atra or Lingard, that was the worst match I watched the whole weekend. It was horrible. Uh, and just for anyone that's holding defensive assets, I think Soinchu being back is so big because um, I think they played Amity there, didn't they, yeah. last week? And yeah, just not. Uh, not a, not as good a centre back as um, Soyuncu in that back five. Uh, let's go to Chelsea again. Another another team that's going to play FA Cup first. Um, I don't think most of their major injuries are FPL related, really. Are they? As in FPL options? Unless you're in Christensen, I guess, is one of the one of the sort oh, yeah. of um, hitherto regular starters or semi regular starters at the, at the back. Um, both him and Kovacic won't face Man City in the FA Cup semi final. Obviously, that means they're it's open to a possibility of a return in the league. We just didn't get anything concrete from, from the manager just yet. Uh, Canty is fine. He's, he's got the green light to, to play it again. They're obviously concerned about him, uh, his ongoing proneness to injury. He might get a rest in game week 32 because I think there's a, a quick turnaround between the, the uh, match between City and then, uh, and then Chelsea's, Chelsea's game week 32 game. So um, might see Billy Gilmore in there if, if Kovacic and, and Canty aren't ready for a start against uh, is it Brighton I think it is so yeah. Um, yeah otherwise yeah as you said all quiet I think on the on the injury front in terms of the main main players but yet again we are at the mercy of of the team selection in the FA Cup semi-final which will probably dictate who starts in game week 32 surely Marcus Alonso has got a good chance to start in this week surely he better bloody start that's all I'm saying I'll be furious if he's playing against City I mean if you would not think oh he just can't can he they they would rip him apart I think anyway that's just speculation just because I'm annoyed about my transfer last week um Let's go on to Man United. So uh, Luke Shaw missed out uh, in the Europa League last night because of uh, suspension. So he's fully rested. I guess he we're expecting him to start again. What's the latest on Rashford? Because I think he's he's basically carrying a knock, isn't he? He is. It's an ongoing problem. You see, you'll see um, the flag going on and off like a light switch on Rashford over the last few weeks. It's the same problem. It's the same, and it all it's all dictated by what Solskjaer says. If he if he just didn't mention it in press conferences then there wouldn't be flags on him. But FPL have got to react to every call. And every single week, every single game, Solskjaer says, oh, we don't know. We're hopeful that Rashford will recover. He's got pain. We'll see if he's going to be available for the next for the next match. And that that basically entails a 75% flag. Um, so he missed out. Well, he was on the bench against Granada and didn't come on, wasn't, wasn't risked. So he's obviously well enough. Solskjaer said he put his hand up and said he was... He's available if, if needs be. He didn't actually train on the Wednesday before the game. And he's got this ongoing foot pain that he's playing through. So, I mean, United are getting to the point where they're almost at, at City levels of, of, of nothing much to play for in the Premier League. I think they're nine points clear of the 
fifth place in the, uh, in the yeah. Premier League? No, sorry, so, seven. Seven, oh, is that right? Of, oh, sorry, uh, sorry, a fifth place, yeah. A That's fifth, nine, yeah. yeah. So, uh, obviously, they can't count the chickens just yet, but they're getting towards a time of the season where they're in the Europa League semi-finals. That will surely become the priority, so long as they they get over the line in terms of a top four place. Now, obviously, that's not guaranteed just yet, but they're so far ahead with the chasing pack that you, that you think, is this a game where you might just not risk him? Well, um, so I, I don't know about him in general, but in general, I looked at our fixtures yesterday. Um, so Burnley and then Leeds is like a week. but And then you get three days full rest until the semi-final. But there's only like two days then till the Liverpool game. So you've got semi-final, yeah. two days to Liverpool, and then five days until the next semi-finals. So there is potential for some rests, I guess. I, I mean, I can't imagine many players being rested against Liverpool. Bruno Fernandes is probably okay, but yeah, against Burnley or Leeds, you might see a couple of players dropping out just because they've got to rest them at some point, right? Yeah, and if and if he is carrying this problem, which which could rear its head if he's, you know, overloaded, then then now would be the time to do it against home, against Burnley. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's a possibility of, of, a, of a benching, tactical benching. Um, they do have Maguire on nine yellow cards, and if he sees through this game, then he's in the clear. If he picks up a booking, he'll miss Leeds and Liverpool. So it's pretty unthinkable to think he'll he'd be dropped. I think he's ever present both this season and last season, and he missed out in midweek through suspension as well. Um, but there is that. That's also Matt might be thinking on Solskjaer's mind. I suspect he'll just tell him to go easy and just not tackle Chris Wood. Um, <laughs> and and then yeah, so. Injuries wise, Martial's out for the season or a long time anyway. Um, and Rashford's flagged. And I think that's it. I think that might be it. I'll just have a quick look at the uh, the um, FPL side, but I think that's pretty much it. Certainly from an FPL perspective, we saw a bit of minute management in, in yeah. midweek. Um, still too long for Bruno for my liking. I think he was 70 odd minutes. Yeah, it was surprising to be honest. Like, there, there was no. And there's always a worry that the team comes back and then you panic, but yeah. it just didn't look likely. And yeah, they kept him on too long. Cavani came off about 59 minutes, I think. That's so right. His, his half time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pobble was definitely because he had a yellow card and yeah, he almost yeah. got a second one. But um, yeah, there was, yeah, a lot of them have had a bit of rest now. And I think we'll, com- we'll probably continue to see that with Cavani. And like, it's, I know a lot of people are looking at Greenwood, but I think he's only started two of the last four in the league and there's quite a bit of competition on that right side potentially yeah. if Rashford plays and Pogba plays on the left. So I, I'm not sure about his minutes. Um, but yeah, with Maguire, it's interesting you mentioned that because I was just thinking the other day, I, I haven't seen anything about suspension tightropes or maybe I've completely missed it. Like, it feels like there's hardly any players close to 10. I guess it's quite unlikely. He's the only one. Is he? He's the only one. Yeah, I, did, I put up a tweet the other day from... I feel like that's, that's not unusual. It's not. I don't know what... The, I don't know, maybe it's some, there's some kind of psychologist can do yeah. an ex, uh, in investigation into that to see if it's sort of fan lack of fan pressure which is making rest less prone to, to book players but yeah Maguire is the only one that can get suspended now for two games in the entire in the entire Premier League he just needs to see this game through and, he, and he's fine cool oh, st- by the way there's one other note from my United and Eric Bailly's back from isolation okay. and he made me come into contention cool uh, let's go to Everton actually this is quite big news so again Calvert-Lewin was injured which we found out after the deadline um Right, I think that's right, and then uh, yeah, he's still out, right? So it's a bit annoying for he anyone is. to bought him in. He is, yeah, he's he's potentially back for the Arsenal game, which is game week what thirty three, um, but yeah, it's it's Everton seems to be the worst hit at the moment of the Premier League teams in terms of injuries. So they've got um, uh, Alan back, they've got Josh King back, Andre Gomez, and Pickford. 
Um, but Calvert Lewin's out. He's the main one. Um, so he's yeah, as I said, he's he's uh, just a week away. They think that's why Ancelotti seemed to suggest yesterday. Uh, Mina's out as well. A similar situation. I think there's about four of them who are flagged for returns in game week 33. So starting to get bodies back. Let me just say, like Delph and uh, Bernard are the other two who might be back for the Arsenal game. Gababin's out for the season. Decore's longer term as well. But uh, yeah, obviously of that lot, there's only Calvert Lewin who people will be interested in really. So he's going to sit this one out against Spurs tonight, um, which is, I suppose, that's good news for Spurs because. I mean, there's not just the goal threat of Calvert Lewin, who, who, to be fair, hadn't been banging them in. It's more his sort of presence up there, really, because they just couldn't really make the ball stick up top against Brighton. Richarlison just looked absolutely lost, wasn't getting any sort of service, um, and did play six defenders in that game. So that, that may be part of the reason, uh, because of injury, really forced Ancelotti's hand. So at least he got some recognised midfielders back for this game. Um, but yeah, Calvert Lewin won't be involved tonight against Spurs. It's a good point, though, because Spurs centre-backs not, have not exactly been good the last few weeks. Like I've watched um, a good few of their games in full, and I know Dyer got back in uh, in the last one because Sanchez had been so poor. So, yeah, it would be interesting to see what happens there. Um, we'll go on to Arsenal. So, a bit of a similar situation to Man United, but kind of in reverse, whereas Man United are probably fine for top four. I, I don't think Arsenal are going to get it at this point. They're 10 points behind. There's so many clubs in front of them. Um, but they also have this quick turnaround. Now, the interesting thing about Arsenal is that I... I didn't try and put people off, but I said to people I wasn't sure about Lacazette's minutes because of Aubameyang, but then we find out Aubameyang's in hospital, which we didn't know about, uh, and I think he missed one of the games because he was late or something. Well, that was that was a few weeks ago now. Um, so what's the latest on him? Like, How how quickly do you think we're going to expect him back? And are you expecting Lacazette just to keep playing every game? Yeah, I was, I was mulling over this right in the TV news entry. So I'd originally earmarked Aubameyang for a run out in this game. I thought this would be yeah, no brainer really. Lacazette would play against uh, Slavia Prague, and then Aubameyang would come back in for this. But the illness that we saw he flagged with, which we all probably assumed would be a cold or something like that, or something seasonal, uh, it was malaria. So he's not—he's obviously a lot, a lot more serious than a than a, a quick turnaround of a, a sniffle. So he—it's not clear whether he's going to be available or not. So originally, when we, we saw pictures of him in hospital, we thought, well, that's it—he's definitely not going to feature this weekend. Then Arteta said last night that he's fine. He's absolutely fine. He's back home. And then, on top of that, to complete the, uh, the U-turn, he said that um, he might need a few days more to recover. So there's mixed messages, really. Uh, a few days could mean Sunday, but I mean, to recover from malaria and then be back on a football pitch um, as soon as Sunday is, is some going. So, um, yeah, obviously significant doubt still. We'll not get an updated bulletin from Arsenal until I think tomorrow because they're in action on Sunday. So, like I said, might be present in action. They have got others alternatives, you know, like Nketiah, uh, Martinelli, I guess, could play there. He's more traditionally played as a on the left under Arteta, but he's maybe a longer term option up front. So, yeah, he's got options there if he does need to, to change it around. And um, we could see more rotation. I mean, if, um, the likes of sort of Cedric, William. Um, uh, Gabriel and Martinelli as I said before uh, Bellerin all got rested on Thursday so they could have come back in because obviously Arsenal were away in the Czech Republic uh, got a flight back and then they're back in action less than 72 hours after that game so could be a change or two for Arsenal 
which is going to be the case again because they're in the semis now. The Europa League yeah, is going to be I'm, the case for weeks to come. Yeah, I'm just looking now. So the game, I mean, they've got good fixtures, so it's annoying. But I, I would just be put off Saka because of this. Like 18th of April, then the 23rd they play Everton. Um, then it's five days rest till their first semi-final. Then it's one full day rest before Newcastle, if I'm reading this right. Then it's four days till the next semi-final, and then it's only one day rest until West Brom. So Newcastle and West Brom have to be prime for rotation, and they are the games that you kind of want those players playing. So I'm not saying avoid Arsenal, but I think you know someone like Rob Holden or whatever he's cheap enough, and and maybe even Saka is as well. But that's that's just the only thing that puts me off Lacazette. But if Aubameyang's going to be out for a while, maybe he's going to get a few more minutes. We'll have to just wait and see what the uh, you know how that how that goes on basically over the next few days and a few weeks. Um, So yeah, Brighton. I, I think you said we hadn't heard of, but we did get a a bit of an update. I don't think it's really going to affect us too much from an FPL point of view. No, that's right. So, um, Andoni, which I don't even know why I mentioned him. He's, um, he's, he's back in, back in training. He, he came off against, uh, for the other 23s, but it was precautionary. Um, Connolly was meant to be back in training last week, didn't feature. And then, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, Percy Tau. I'm just pronouncing it as I see it on the paper. I think that's right, yeah. After a bit of self-isolation, and I'm just boring myself talking about it. Um, yeah, so, um, like I say, a pot I won't face the press properly until next week. So we might get a few annoying post-deadline updates, which is the same for Villa and West Brom. Fair enough, yeah, cool. Um, I'll just be hoping Dan Byrne starts again. Or, or actually start, sorry. I'll just, again, be hoping. Um, let's go to Southampton next. How are they looking? Yeah, one of the one of the four teams in the FA Cup semi-finals this weekend. Um, so again, team selection in game week thirty-two might be dictated by what he does this weekend. All quiet on the injury front, nothing new. Uh, Obafemi's back in training, but would feature against against Leicester in the in the cup. Uh, and apart from that, absolutely fine. Let's go on to your boys next. Got a bit of a cushion now. Feeling good. Going to be safe from relegation by the looks of it. Possibly anyway. Yeah. Um, even even West Brom can overtake Fulham at this point on their own merit. Yeah. Like it's the Fulham was just um, yeah that that little boost from Fulham didn't last very long. Um, so Wilson and Set Maximum were back. I think they both started on the bench last week, right? Yeah, they did. It could happen um, again, right? It could happen again. Yeah, Bruce might have been signposting that this morning. Um, so Lascelles, Hayden. Sure, and, and Fraser are all still out. Nothing's new there. That's the same as it was last week. Wilson, so Maximo are available. Uh, Bruce said that. Uh, and he said there's a decision to be made on whether they're going to start because they've come back from muscle injuries. St. Maximan in particular is, is injury prone and has often had recurrences. So they are going to be tentative, I think, in terms of how, how they handle them. Um, and it's the same as it was last week. He's got to weigh up the, the fact that there's only, what, seven games left versus the fact that they could lose them for the entire running if, if he overloads them. So, so maximum, I would suggest, is probably ahead of Wilson in the fact that he actually played against Spurs as well. He was sort of one game week ahead and looked much the sharper of the two. Wilson still looked a bit rusty to me when he came on. And so maximum obviously turned the game against Burnley. But yeah, definitely no, definitely no guarantees that either of them is going to start. Um, there's an argument to suggest that he's better off the bench anyway, so maximum when there's, there's tired legs for West Ham, especially with the way West Ham can see goals late on of late. Uh, so I I would probably hang fire if I was going to bring any of them in, unless you're in some sort of draft league or, or uh, you know, like a, a sort of a, another looking longer term. But um, The fixtures yeah, the, aren't the great either, are they? Fixtures. Their fixtures are pretty poor, yeah. Um, so yeah, no guarantees that will feature this week. It could be 
the deadly duo of Joel Linton and Dwight Gale up top from the from the start. Um, if he chooses not to risk them, but um, from my perspective, I just hope they're both both in the starting eleven and obviously fit enough to to last the game because it makes such a difference. Yeah, bring it on home. Six points clear with a game in hand as well. It's ridiculous. I, I calling it now. Right, I reckon the celebrations will be going by game week thirty-seven because they'll be safe. Uh, and instead of going for Bamford, people should look at Callum Wilson, Sheffield United at home, and Fulham away to end the season just to yeah, finish okay. the celebrations. So you never know. Uh, let's go to Fulham. Uh, sorry, Fulham fans. Uh, you won't have wanted to heard what we were just talking about. Um, how are they looking? Lookman's fine. So that's the, ma- the main thing, I think, from a fantasy perspective. But he is, he is sort of, I wouldn't say he's popular, but he's a semi-popular bench. He's option. cheap, isn't he? Yeah. He's cheap, yeah. And he's still, he's still all right. Um, he's back. Uh, they lost Congolo for the rest of the season. He, he came in last week for, uh, for Tosin. Uh, <laughs> have I said that right? I might have said that wrong. Um, Tosin, maybe. That's probably. I'm not sure more, actually. Uh, yeah, family sure. friendly version. Yeah, he's so uh, he could be a swift uh, return to the eleven, and I think that's pretty much it. Kenny's back on the grass, but he's they're just monitoring him week to week. He's been out for such a long time, and there's obviously a deeper issues there. But um, yeah, Luckman being back is the, the main headline. All right, let's burn through some of the rest. There's not many left. So Burnley up next. Uh, obviously, Pope missed out last game. Vidra continues to start because Barnes isn't uh, back, and I think it's all pretty much the same. Same three are out again. Yeah, Barnes, Brady, and Long. Um, a new addition in Dwight McNeil to the injury list. He, I think he's never present this season. He, he barely misses a mitt. He's got a knock, which I think uh, Bice said that hasn't settled down as well as he would have liked. Um, I think he complained of soreness again this morning. So that's a worry. Uh, Nick Pope is here. We go touch and go. There's your, your Dyche Bingo. Um, back on the back on the grass. Back in working with the goalkeeping coach, but. Did sort of issue a bit of a caveat in that, in that he said that uh, he didn't want players to suffer recurrences of injuries. This happened a lot with Burnley this season, and we've seen this before. We've mentioned this multiple times. Whenever he says touch and go, it's not a 50 50. It tends to be weighted uh, in terms of the earn on the side of caution. Um, so, not a guarantee he's going to be back for this, uh, even though he's obviously not a longer term injury. He doesn't feature this week, then I assume it would be the week after. But um, if you've got Man United assets, then you're hoping it's no offence to Peacock Farrell, but you're hoping it's him in between the sticks rather than Pope. Yeah, no clean sheet for Burnley this week, I'm afraid. I'm saying, um, what about West Brom? On a little bit of a resurgence at the moment, um, actually playing quite well. Pereira in yeah. particular, obviously on a lot of set pieces as well. How are they? Uh, how are they looking going into this week? Yeah, playing very well. Um, defensively, quite good as well. I was looking at some of their stats, so they're not in action until next Thursday. So that's that's almost like a week's time. Um, and Alvice won't be talking for a long time yet in terms of injuries. We did get uh, an update after their Southampton match. Um, Snodgrass, I think that might be dual on a, a niggling problem. So he's uh, out for seven to ten days. He might be back for, for that um, game against Leicester. Uh, probably more pertinent from a fantasy perspective, uh, Bartley and Maitland-Niles. Um, Bartley was withdrawn after uh, late in the game with a slight strain. Maitland-Niles picked up a knock but finished the game. So I think they sounded like he was confident that both of those would be would be fine. Uh, it's just Snodgrass who's the, the major doubt, but he's he's been on the bench anyway. So could be as you were from one of the most settled sides in the division, I think, at, at present. 
Good stuff. Let's go on to Wolves. Um, obviously, a lot of wildcarders were kind of hurt last week because they brought Neto in. Some of some people went for Neto over Lingard, which I think I probably would have done too, too to be honest, if I was wildcarding. Uh, and he went and got himself a... Um, uh, sorry, he's out for the season, isn't he? We already know that. Um, so, yeah, he, he's definitely out. How, how else are they looking outside of Neto? Yeah, Neto went Johnny out for the, for the rest of the campaign. Um, uh, Jimenez and Marcel, we, we don't think they're... I think Jimenez is definitely back in training. Um, Santo said that the injury situation remains as it was, so we just assume that means Jimenez and, and Marcel are still out. Um, Ruben Neves has tested positive for COVID, so he's self-isolating. Uh, but Bolly is back. He was similarly affected by COVID, uh, and he's he's back from self-isolation himself, so he'll be back in contention, really. So they're down to the bare bones, and, and, and maybe one of the more... Uh, easier teams to predict as a result because they just it almost looks like it has to be a 3-4-3 he says setting himself up for a massive fall because of Neto being out and because of um, Neves being out as well yeah I think that makes sense plus they, they, it feels like they, they're just more used to that I think they play better when they play yeah. like that defensively and offensively uh, I by my reckoning we have two teams left Sheffield United and Crystal Palace oh no it's not Crystal Palace because they're not playing sorry uh, just Sheffield United then yeah and Villa as well but Villa's we haven't heard anything from from Smith. Um, I think Traore and Sanson were flagged after that uh, Liverpool game, um, but obviously Grealish was. I think it was about a fortnight ago, or will be by the time the play play City. That um, Smith said Grealish was out for a couple of weeks at least. So, uh, my, slim chances of a recovery for City, but based on based on previous updates, I think it's it's unlikely. Uh, so who's the other team you mentioned? Sorry, Andy. I've, Just I've Sheffield United, Wiley. I think. Yeah, we had Wiley off track there. Sheffield United, yeah, they're uh, playing Wolves. Um, McBurney and Sharp out for the season. Uh, so they had joined um, Sander Berger, uh, Basham, Robinson, O'Connell in being out. Berger's near a return. Um, and Flexed out as well. He's got a, a tight groin. He played through the game against, uh, who was it, uh, Arsenal with the same problem. So... Uh, Maybe he's able to, to sort of overcome it again against Wolves. But um, I, as I said, in first the fixtures, they've got some really good fixtures between now and the end of the season. But uh, I would be amazed if anyone's even remotely interested in Sheffield United assets right now. Even the person, I, I don't even know who, who likes punts, even they are not looking at Sheffield United, surely. Yeah. You never know, I guess. There might be someone out there. Um, but yeah, I think we'd have to see a bit a bit of form over the next couple before that. Yeah. All right, I think that's um, everyone. Like like we said, or like Neil said at the start, um, Liverpool, Klopp is tomorrow. So unfortunately, we're not going to get to find out anything from them. And then there's obviously a few teams that are going to play FA Cup and then after. So um, obviously, team news predicted lineups will still be on the site as normal, but with some caveats on there, of course. Mm. Uh, so make sure to check them out. If there is any news for the deadline, we'll tweet out from FF Scout as well on Twitter. Uh, Neil, thank you for joining me as always. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, good luck, everybody. Yeah, good luck, everyone. If you've enjoyed that, please do give it a like. Hit subscribe, obviously, if you're new around here. I know some people are asking about... Um the, the watch line that'll be today for Spurs first match against Everton and there's a lot of people with triple captains going to be active today um, so I think Gianni's doing it with Seb tonight so make sure to check that out it'll be I think the game's at 8 o'clock isn't it I'm just checking now yes so it'll be it'll be live from about 7.55 so make sure to check that out otherwise good luck this week and we'll see you soon